to draw from your example about uh, hunter-gatherer societies uh, being somewhat, well, completely self-regulating when it came to enforcing uh, positive social behaviour within the group. Now, I'd argue that this actually finds a reflection um, inside, uh, even inside industrial capitalist societies. For instance, in Britain, until like the 80s, you had some working class communities that were all based around one or two industries. And there was a huge amount of solidarity and mutual support in there to the point where they almost did police themselves in that like the the level of solidarity that existed in there meant that like committing crime against somebody else within your within your community within that particular group of the working class was was unthinkable and would be and the social punishment that it brought would be far more severe than or felt like it was far more severe than anything that the state could do to you like and this is what like bred like the generations of people who uh probably came to an end really during like the great miners strike of 84 to 85 where um like entire communities were like in rebellion against the state's central authority and that kind of level of uh, solidarity and community is something that capitalism uh, for all its talk about uh, community and community values and that kind of thing, has always hated and feared that level of solidarity within working class communities because it means that they are abiding by a set of, uh, let's just say, moral laws that are based on human solidarity. They're not based on the authority of the state or the sanctity of property relations. And so those areas... Um, in Britain which still displayed that until quite recently those were the ones that were also like the hardest hit by the complete annihilation of the industry and communities that were grown up around it because whether conscious or not the bourgeoisie has to destroy that because it's a, it, it, that is a dire threat to them and therefore it what it wants to do is to put the working class in a situation where they are atomized and isolated and that level of solidarity is long gone and forgotten. Then, of course, the bourgeoisie would far rather deal with crime waves, antisocial behavior, all kinds of degeneracy that comes from the fracturing and atomization of, that, of those societies than they would deal with a strong and unified working class, which is actually the best defense against forms of crime and antisocial behavior that we actually have there's no policing solution which can really match that so it's an interesting dynamic there that, that again like you said the capitalists actually destroy and break down any solidarity between people and encourage like the worst elements of criminality then we'll decry the results and say that they need more policing yeah, and I think another thing too is that I didn't mention is that um, it's not only breaking down people's ability to self-regulate their own communities, um, but it it all like the putting people into a situation where they're in competition with one another, and also putting them into a situation where it's a constant struggle to make enough to uh, survive. That generates crime right and it generates antisocial behavior as well so it, it's very much so in hunter-gatherer societies like crime isn't um in some of them rather I, w I don't want to say all of them but in 
a lot of them, uh, crime is a non-issue or not a huge issue because like there isn't a lot of reason for people to do crime. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't have to, they, they can depend on the collective uh, to meet the needs that their their needs. Um, and in turn, the collective like, um, and in turn, that person has obligations towards that community to do the tasks that are assigned to them, um, you know, help help take care of, of the elderly, of children, or help hunt, whatever it is that that person is usually assigned to according to, to sex, but not always. Um, they'll, they'll fulfill their obligations and in turn, they can expect obligations to be fulfilled towards themselves. So... Um, so what what it comes down to often in hunter gatherer societies is that it's mainly an effort to reinforce um, behaviors which uh, enable that back and forth process to occur. And antisocial behaviors are deemed those that inhibit that. So sometimes there is even in peaceful hunter gatherer societies situations where um, that have that do arise where someone will just go psycho and like do something extremely bad. Um, and there's very rare instances that have been reported where the, the collective will then turn against that individual and kill them, for instance. But those are extremely rare, right? Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of... Capitalism kind of creates, like, both the... Assert, like, it creates the crime, like, the, the ideological... Um, structure through which to understand crime, which makes crime inevitable, i.e. crime is an assault against liberal rights, but it also reinforces the increase and the emergence of more and more crime through depriving people of basic dignity, basic um, access to the means of life, um, and also um, generating very anti-social, anti-social behaviors through um, through putting co- workers in competition with one another. And also they inhibit any kind of like they, they do their best to inhibit any kind of um, solidarity to form amongst workers by, for instance, like like combination uh, laws against workers combinations um, were in place until 1825 in, in, in England. Right. Um like so workers were basically was illegal for a long time to have a union in in england workers you know so that's you know so like any police obviously isn't there to try to address crime crime in any way right like you can just tell from the way that they're constructing a situation where crime arises like police is there to manage their crime they're part of the the management uh, like it's like part of the managerial state or whatever like they're part of at this point especially they've been made part of the bureaucratic um uh, state and they very much are this like formalized like super professional body of like managers of crime and you can tell from like when you were talking about how it used to be that like basically co- cops could like kill people with impunity basically and just like walk away and go home for dinner like now it's so formalized that um you know even a minor interaction like you know say a cop stops you for some minor crime like they need to write you up and like you need they need to like make a file and it's this whole like bureaucratic thing right and so i think that this ultra bureaucratization of uh, the police um dovetails with the growth of the state and the needing for more and more detailed and involved management of 
of society, especially as the state is is uh, withdrawing social provisioning. And that's also why I think that cops tend to take um, not only a, um, a policing function, but also they take on a lot of like social support functions. Do, do you agree with me on that? Like, I find that cops are kind of um, not only tasked with like addressing actual criminals, but they're also often called for like, um, they also have to do like almost social work type uh, roles. Yeah, uh, which they're uh, singularly ill-suited to. 